Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey everyone, we are live for another live recording of the Managing Partners Podcast. My name is Kevin Daisy and I'll be your host, also the founder of Array Digital. We exist to help law firms grow their pipe, uh, case pipeline using digital marketing. So if you need that kind of help, please reach out to us. But today I have a special guest coming out of Chicago, Nicole Scott. Welcome to the show and thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, we were talking a little bit backstage. Uh, so Nicole's actually one hour behind. So she's got a little bit of her Friday left ahead of her. And uh, we talked about how uh, it's cold. It's cold outside. So as we're recording this anyway, it's temperature have dropped quite a bit. And uh, in Virginia here, it's in the 50s and it is there too. So it looks like uh, falls in full swing. So um, so Nicole, let's really want to hear your story, how you became an attorney, what got you started. And of course, you run your own firm, your own practice. So give us kind of that story of how you got started and how you ended up with your own practice. Okay. So I am an attorney. I, I say this was kind of destined for me. Um, just quick on my background. I come from two parents who were both on drugs when they had me. And so that resulted in me residing between my maternal and paternal grandparents. And when my mother, my father was deported, he's from Jamaica originally. So he got deported back to Jamaica and wow. My mother was got clean and sober. She, you know, went to court to try to fight for custody of me again. At that time, I was residing primarily with my paternal grandmother. And so through that custody battle, there was an attorney that was appointed to me. And I was able to very much tell her everything. I was able to be honest with her. She was the only person in the situation that I was able to be completely honest and completely myself with. I was like eight, about between the ages of six and eight, this was going on that I remember. So at that time, I didn't have an outlet. You know, both my maternal, paternal grandmother and maternal grandmother and my mother were just always asking me who I wanted to live with. And um, I was, of course, as a child, just telling everybody, yeah, I want to live with you just to make it, you know, okay. But my attorney, I was able to tell her everything. And she was young at the time. She was in her early 20s, just getting out of law school. And she was very blunt with me, a little eight-year-old, about her job and how stressful it was and things like that. But she made a difference for me. And so after that, I knew I wanted to, you know, kind of help children and kind of develop more into, I want to do family law. And so that's kind of how I became an attorney and how my path kind of started. Fast forwarding to me owning my own firm. I knew, I always knew that I wanted to own my own firm, just my personality. <laughs> you know when you know, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, just me being my own boss. And so I kind of, again, it was destiny. I kind of was pushed out to do it. Me and another colleague, we actually got fired. And a lot of people don't know that. So we got fired from our jobs for something. It wasn't something that we did on our, our work or anything. It was very much personality conflicts. <laughs> we weren't getting treated fairly. And so it started to kind of show in how we approached our positioning. And so from that day, we had no choice. We had to kind of go out on our own. And so um, I was grateful enough to be able to have at least, I would say, 15 to 20 clients wanted to follow me when I left. And so that's kind of how I got my footing and I was able to build from there. Well, amazing story. Sorry, you had to go through that and it put you on the track that you're on. But are you familiar with 
court-appointed special advocates? Yes, I am. So we don't call it that here. We call them either one of three things, either child representatives, guardian ad litems, or attorneys for the child. Okay. So um, here in Virginia, the, the Virginia state one, there's a, there's, a, there's a few dozen probably throughout the state. But we actually did a, a charity giveaway, a website, marketing, all this other stuff. And, and that's that was our winner a few years ago. Uh, so we have a great relationship with them. We built their website and uh, it's for the whole state of Virginia for the CASA, if you will. Yeah. Just exactly. here. So I got to learn a lot more about that. So it was very interesting and a great, you know, great thing to help out that so we were able to do that here recently. So okay. um, we, have CASA yeah. we do have a CASA program here as well. So, okay. yeah. Is that similar to what you experienced as a child? Kind of. It was more so of, it's kind of a mix of both. So here, you know, we have CASA and you have CASA representatives. Um, I don't work a lot with a lot of representatives from CASA, but, you know, it definitely was a point of court appointed individual who was helping on my case. And so it's more synonymous to what we have here. It's like the Office of the Public Guardian and the Office of the Public Guardian, they do you know, custody, they appoint attorneys to help with custody issues, but they do an array of things. So it's not just custody, they deal with probate and wherever you can appoint an attorney, the office guardian, office of the public guardian handles that. So I would say it was kind of kind of like CASA, but more of like the office of public guardian here. Okay, excellent. Well, I was just, that's my only knowledge of that. So that, just, just figure out, throw that out there. <laughs> so Tell me more about your firm, what you really focus on, and what you've come to specialize in. Okay, so my focus throughout my career has been family law. Like I said, kind of from my background, I've always known that that's what I wanted to get into. So that's what my firm does. We do divorce, custody, child support, visitation, orders of protection. We ventured into estate planning. Um, yeah. So that's what we focus on. Okay, the reason I ask is an area in law. You know, or some don't do estate planning, some do. So, um, so, but you know, it makes a lot of sense to transition to, to that as well. So what are some of the ways that you started out with 20 clients, which came with you, which is awesome. Um, and when did you get started? What year did you found the firm? 2018, August 20th of 2018. Okay. But you had some clients that came with you, so that's some good footing. From there, what has really been something that's worked well for you to, to get in front of clients, to, to get clients any marketing uh, activities or things like that? What has worked well for you to continue to grow? Outside of word of mouth and, you know, constantly getting referrals from either colleagues or past clients, I try to stay relevant, right? So a lot of that comes from social media. Social media is a undermined tool. I don't think a, a lot of attorneys, it's kind of foreign for them. And so a lot of attorneys don't market on social media as much as they should, as much as they could. And they don't maximize that as a tool of marketing. And so I've tried to use that as kind of a niche for me, especially because I'm a younger attorney, right? I can go on there and make a reel and, you know, <laughs> you know, do TikTok and things like that and, and, and kind of get some attention from there. So that has been very beneficial to kind of help me stay fresh and stay as a face of the firm. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that because obviously we do digital marketing for law firms and most don't take advantage of certain things or, and it's not like a company like mine can't just do reels and TikToks for clients. Right. They have to be willing and able. And actually it's pretty funny. We were actually doing reels today in the office. So we were just recording a bunch that are go live next week actually. Uh, so me and my business partner. So, so, you know, we, we try to take advantage of it as much as we can, but we're, we're kind of new to doing reels ourselves. And we're a marketing company. So so it's just, you know, where's your audience? You know, you got to try to figure out who's watching, who's checking it out. I think for you, it makes a lot of sense for sure. For us as attorneys on Instagram, of course they are. 
So we, we know that's going to be a good spot. Not maybe not as much, but right. I've heard a lot of attorneys of some that you would not even expect. There's a gentleman, a gentleman we had on, an older gentleman attorney who has like five hundred thousand followers on TikTok, and it's worked very well for him. And I've you know, there's other ones that have reels, podcasts. So it's really cool to see some, what some attorneys are doing. Yeah. Um, but you're correct that the vast majority are not, you know, not really investing and, and don't really see that it's a place that they should, you know, spend any time. Right. So I'm glad to see that you're doing that. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, are there are there things? So obviously, referrals are the best things in the world, word of mouth, and then of course social media. You're doing that, which is awesome. Has anything you've done in the past that feel like didn't work or things you've tried? Yeah. So kind of going on the realm of social media, you gotta have to really know how to use it in order for it to be beneficial. So I did hire a company because obviously it's time consuming, like, right? Like you talked about how you guys were recording shows today. And that can be very frustrating. I remember the first reel I recorded, which actually went kind of viral, <laughs> but I remember how difficult it was just to get the first one done and to get it timed out right with the wording and things. It was just a mess right it took us hours to kind of figure it out so it can be time consuming and just even keeping up with the posting right people want to see you know the consistency that's the key to social media is you know figuring out the algorithm and getting the consistency down packed that takes time i don't have that time so i hired a company to help me and it was like one of the worst i think i wasted so much money doing that just them the posts that they were making didn't resonate with the type of clients that i want nor are the type of clients that i attracted to our firm. So a lot of the posts were very generic. I saw that they were also helping my friend as well. They were posting the same things on her page. So I'm like, that doesn't help. Oh, wow. That's not good. <laughs> you know, like those type of things. And I'm like, I just, and then they wanted to have a lot of meetings. And obviously I'm hiring you because I don't have time. So for yeah. you to want to have 12 meetings a week is not, you're not helping me, right? And I can use this time for something else. And so that didn't help. So I think that was one of the things that I, not regret, but you know, I wish I didn't have used yeah. the money that that way. No, 100%. And, and that's a good, you know, for me, we say that a lot. And a lot of our attorneys, they don't have time. And, you know, we, we try to, I know for us, my firm, that's, that would be a big mistake is one, putting out generic content, reusing content for someone else. That's not good at all. And then we try to keep in mind that the attorneys are busy and that's, you know, we're a done for you service, not, you know, we need some like approval maybe, but uh, other than that, you know, we need to take up as much, least amount of your time as possible. Well, sorry that that was the experience you had with, with that company, but, but I love what you're doing with all the reels. I'm going to take a look at your Instagram and everyone, if you're tuning in right now on the screen, if you're on YouTube, LinkedIn, and watching this, Nicole's website just below. If you're listening on audio on the podcast, it's nmsfamilylaw.com. So that's nmsfamilylaw.com. Check that out. Check out her firm. And I assume, Nicole, you have Instagram or other things connected off there probably somewhere, right? I think so. I think so. I'll have to look, but I'm, I'm sure it should be. Well, if not, what's the, what's your Instagram? Um, my Instagram is NMS Family Law. So it's and my initials NMS Family Law. That's okay. our Instagram. You should be able to also see some of the videos that we did on there, as well as my personal page. You can look at Love Live Life. So it's L O V E L I V E L I F E underscore 15. You can find some of the reels that we did on there as well. Awesome. So it's basically the same as your web address, too. That's the Instagram. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. I'm going to check that out. You'll see some reels, reels coming from me here soon. Watch out. <laughs> 
Try anyway. Well, so what's kind of the, the next step? What's the, the growth plans the next couple of years? We're coming out of COVID. Hopefully it might get worse for a little bit, but then hopefully that's gone. Besides that, what does the next couple of years look like? What do you have on the radar? Well, I want to, I envision my firm, you know, being a, one of the largest family law firms. And so that's going to require me to kind of step out of my shell of, well, not shell, but kind of roll <laughs> up doing the day to day. And so that's kind of where I'm transitioning now, trying to hire, you know, another attorney to come on and help with the caseload so that I can, you know, be the rainmaker essentially and kind of bring in, bring in the clients on a more higher, you know, a larger scale. Oh, that's excellent. And so would you, you kind of bring in the, bring in the work and if you have other attorneys, you can pass it down to, or yeah, that's excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, we got big goals here trying to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying, right? That's yeah. it. Well, and it, you, you can help more people make a bigger impact. If you, you know, if you're just working with a couple of clients and you're small, well, that's how I try to look at it is the more, the bigger I am, the more people we can help. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, I appreciate you sharing all this today with me. I want to check out your, your reels for sure. I'm going to definitely do that. Anything else you wanted to share with the audience before we go? Any tip you give maybe a young person or a younger attorney thinking about going on their own? If you're going to do it, just do it scared, right? Do it afraid. People don't do things because of fear, but just do it. You'll yeah. be surprised though. Yeah, I think um, you know, conditions will never be perfect. No, you know? never. You'll, you'll never have, you know, enough money saved up. You'll never have anything just right. So just, I know that's how I started to do. That's true. Even like coming out, even though, you know, I was blessed with having clients coming out, a lot of people are not. They're coming out kind of just trying to wing it. I was able to have those clients as my as my footing. You still have issues. I remember it's going to be a struggle to, at first, right? I remember not having to pay myself and to pay my staff in the beginning. So those are humbling beginnings, but it, it's necessary to kind of see your growth. So don't worry about the struggle. It, one day, you know, we're all examples that it doesn't last forever. Love it. Great message. Uh, everyone out there, if you're listening and thinking about going your own, just do it. Get out there. You know, do a little bit of planning, but you can't just wait forever. You just got to do it. So love the message. Thanks, Nicole. Appreciate you sharing that today with us. Everyone listening, you can check out Nicole's episode soon. It'll be up on our website. It'll also be up on YouTube. And uh, you can check it out on our website at uh, roadlaw.com for the podcast. It'll also be up on my LinkedIn. And we're going to create some really cool content for Instagram and other platforms as well. Nicole, we'll share that with you. And we'll tag you when we post. And so uh, look for that from our team. And then if you need any help, the audience or Nicole <laughs> with websites, marketing, those kinds of things. That's what we do. We help you get found on Google, online, professional websites. So anyone needs that kind of help, please reach out to us. Uh, happy to collaborate and share if you got any questions. And that's all you have. That's totally fine too. So just reach out and happy to help. Nicole, anything else before we go? No, just thank you for the opportunity to speak to your audience. No, absolutely. I appreciate your tips and, and what you've done and the experience you've had. Uh, just stay on with me for a second. Everyone else, have a great day and we will talk to you soon.